Eddie Delson spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delson. On the Range is brought to you by 20 Minutes to Fitness. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got John Perlis, my friend, Caddy. Buddy, here with me. Good morning, Perley. How you doing? I'm doing just fine, Jay. The show is formatted like a round of golf. The first segment is called the On the Range segment. And before we do that, we got to tell you about our social media outlets because it's really, really crucially important to the show and to Perley. He loves social media. Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is just Jay Delsing, and our Instagram account is way out there somewhere. Okay, so I came across this interview um, from the CEO of Dick's Sporting Goods. It was um, His name is Ed Stack. He's also the president at Oakmont Country Club. So this dude is hanging out in some of the right places. He's Pearl, he's from Endicott, New York, which I'm sure not many people have been to Endicott, New York, but we've... I've been there probably 30 times in my life because that is the home of the BC Open on the PGA Tour. You love that place. I do. I, I think I still have the course record there. Not that you were asking, but I thought I'd just offer that out there. <laughs> that just pops to the top. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so the the name of the article is Why Sports Matters. Okay? And um, it's a short article. It's a fun read. But the gist of it was he talked about the importance of golf in his life. Okay, and he, he talked about um, growing up. His dad owned a couple of um, of uh, sporting goods stores, and he really didn't care too much for it. And the bottom line is, his dad got ill. He he was graduating from college, so he came back to run these stores. And the next thing you know, he looked at it in a different light, took this thing, and blew it up. And their stores between the Dick Sporting Goods stores, he bought the Golf Galaxy brand, and he he's just turned these things into. Uh, rocket ships, and that is not easy. No, I was in that, today's day and age, brick and mortar retail pearl. Well, plus pulling the, that golf. You, golf, is, in many ways, is such a small world. And as you know, I was I was in it, and to take on some of the things this guy took on and make it happen. But I'll tell you one thing: he he did to a large degree uh, was with the consolidation and the folks like myself that have been. Involved in that and, and the fringes and sometimes dead center in the middle of it, we've been thinking that there needs to be consolidation forever because it's really a very small, small world. Uh, so that's what he did, and he, he nailed it. So one of the things that he got um, um, – so his grandfather kind of introduced him to golf, not his dad, his grandfather. And so they had a special bond, he and his grandfather and his dad, for that matter. But one of the things they did with at Dick's is they commissioned a study – to try to find out the importance or what role did sports play for young people. Meaning, if these guys were playing, these guys and gals were playing sports, did they do, how did they, how did they fare in school against the other kids that didn't play sports? How did they just fare in life? What, what happened in the, the, um, the results of the study were pretty remarkable. Is that surprising to you? No. No, exactly. I And I appreciate the studies, and I want to hear more about this study. Yeah. But sometimes, Not I mean, really. I think you can just yeah. kind of say, would that make sense that organization, teamwork, direction, setting goals, being specific on how to get to the goals, the incremental steps to get to the goals, would that make sense in a person's life? Yes. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yes. And I, I, I'm glad there's studies, but 
Right. Well, I think I think they probably just needed to make sure they were backed up, you know, with some with sort facts. of foundation so and facts. Like, we don't deal with facts on this show, <laughs> and we don't need no stinking facts. Anyway, um, you know, it just it just sticks in my mind about how fortunate we've been to to have loved sports and to play the team sports as well as golf, and to you know, not only through those younger years in our life, but for a long time. Well, to me, what the sports is across the board is one of those clear times when, as an individual and as a team, you're given a vision by a coach, if they're a good coach. We're going to win this many games, or we're going to get this far in the playoffs, or you're going to accomplish this individually. And, yeah, that can easily translate into life so that we can do that for ourselves. Uh, And if you don't have that example, that's not innate. We're not going to just naturally figure some of that kind of stuff out. Yeah. So that's where I think sports is fantastic. And that doesn't matter if you were any good at it at all. But to be able to see and have that kind of structure, I think, is a big deal. So just combining and, and condensing, as they expected, the study showed that kids that play sports were more likely to have higher grades, were absent from school 50% less than the other kids, kids, and had a uh, higher propensity to go to college. I never missed school the day that we had games. Is that, is that what they mean by yeah. showed up more? Yeah, but why, why was that? Otherwise, I couldn't play. <laughs> exactly. If we, got, if we missed school that day, if I was out skiing or playing golf or something like yeah, that. Yeah. No. It, yeah. Exactly. And um, this is what uh, what's kind of cool to support the programs um, for youths that were in jeopardy or not being able to play. Dick Sporting Goods and the Dick Sporting Goods Foundation developed an hour sports matter program in 2014, and from then until now, they've donated over a hundred million dollars to support teams and kids and sports you know, throughout our country. There's a charity here in town that my dad was involved in when it started called the Buddy Fund. And Buddy Blattner started this thing, and I was involved in this thing, uh, emceeing it for them this past September, where they provide sports equipment That's awesome. Through for kids, whether it's shoes, John, balls, clothes, anything sports equipment for for the under underprivileged or anyone in need um, and it reminded me of that, and that's why I thought this article was really fun and and and, and important. It's it's fantastic, and and when you see the stats of how many kids aren't even have the opportunity for sports and that kind of stuff, I've, it's it's sad. You know, to me, it goes all the way down to uh, even aspects of uh, a recess and that kind of thing. But that's another another complaint for another show. One of the other exactly one of the things to just tie into the Champions Tour is that Endicott had a, a PGA Tour event forever and ever, right? But once the purses started going up, this tiny little town didn't have a title sponsor and they couldn't support that that kind of dough. They came back to Ed and said, we'd like to have a Champions event. And he kept saying, no, no, no. There's a guy that I know that's now deceased. His name is Alex Alexander. He was the tournament director up at the BC Open for all the years I was up there. And um, he sent him one more note, handwritten note, and said, "Gosh, and I'm I'm, I'm not remembering what his uh, uh, the nickname for his grandfather was, but but the way that Alex mm. ended the handwritten note was, wouldn't it be something if your grandfather and he used his nickname, you know, saw the fact that you were sponsoring this event, and um, he thought." Holy smokes! I, you know, I've got a, 
I, I've got to rethink this. This is my grandfather trying to tell me, mm. you know, hey, look, this is going to be important yeah. to this community. Yeah. And the rest is history. They, they, they've been sponsor of the event, and they are the longest uh, title sponsor on the Champions Tour. That's awesome. Great story. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a neat story. Uh, his nickname is, uh, was Dutch. His grandfather's nickname was Dutch. And so, um, yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that. It's, um, yeah, it was kind of fun. Well, that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment for this show. Uh, stay tuned. It's Golf with Jay Delsing. Quick note. We just got a call from our friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%. And if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015. Do you folks know about a family-owned and operated jewelry business that's been in the St. Louis area since 1946? If you haven't heard the name Sutley before, well, you have now. They are the premier Hearts on Fire dealer in the metropolitan region and have been for more than 21 years. What's a Hearts on Fire diamond, you ask? It is the world's most perfectly cut diamond. The Sutleys are knowledgeable and passionate about your jewelry needs and are open six days a week. They will treat you like family and want to understand your wishes and desires. Their business thrives on developing personal relationships with you. Sully's also strive to stay on top of the latest trends in fashion with amazing selection of designer jewelry from famous designers like Lagos, Zengani, Simon G., just to name a few. It's all done at Sutley. Sully's is on the cutting edge of the diamond business, featuring the lab-grown diamonds that can cost 30 to 40% less than a mined diamond. Whether it's a hearts on fire, designer or custom jewelry, or even the new and innovative lab-grown diamonds, let Sutley Jewelers take care of all your jewelry needs. I have known this family for 45 years. Go in and see Gary. Ask for Gus. Ask for Laura. It's a family business, and they are terrific people. They're located in the Lamp and Lantern Village on Clayton Road, just west of Highway 141 in town and country. You can also visit them at saettele.com. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the Cardinals. St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. We also have a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. We're excited to bring golf back to St. Louis with the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic, September 28th through October 4th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Don't miss your chance to see PGA Tour champion legends. Proceeds will benefit St. Louis area youth, including the Urban League, Mary Grove, the Boys and Girls Club, and more. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. I want to tell you about a strength training fitness program that helped me and that can help you. It's called 20 Minutes to Fitness. They have two locations, one in Clayton and one in Chesterfield. Every time you go to the gym with 20 Minutes to Fitness, you work with a professional trainer. They take you through specific machines and with specific exercises that are designed to help your golf game. We're talking about strength, flexibility, and those two components are huge to help you improve your game. Visit 20MinutesToFitness.com. Your first session is absolutely free. Get off the couch and get in shape. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front line on golf with Jay Delsing. The Front Nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here, and we are going to the Front Nine. And I have an interview today with Steve Spratt, who's the Senior Director at Ascension here in St. Louis. And they are the title sponsor for the new Champions event that's going to be at Norwood Hills Country Club for the next four years. So let's go into this interview 
with Steve Spratt. You and I have been friends for a long time. You have been a lover and supporter of the game of golf just personally and probably the only guy who is more excited, Steve, about the Ascension Charity Classic coming to St. Louis, coming to Norwood, than me is probably you. Yeah, it's funny how our paths have crossed when we were both on the board of the First Tee of St. Louis, uh, both uh, active members at Norwood and um, you being a, a professional golfer and me working for an organization that's going to sponsor a golf tournament. It's interesting how many times we've uh, aligned well, it's been it's been to my betterment, that's for sure. So, Steve, talk a little bit about Ascension and what uh, what you guys first of all do, because I think a lot of people may not know it. And then, and then, um, oh man, there's so many different facets. We'll get to those later. Sure. So, uh, for those that aren't aware, Ascension is a a very large Catholic non for profit health system. Uh, we operate uh, across 20 states. Um, we operate 160-ish hospitals. Um, we employ about 160,000 people um, across across our 20 states. The in St. Louis, we don't have a hospital, so we probably have 12 to 1,500 people that work in St. Louis uh, as part of the corporate um, headquarters. Um, but we've always sort of flown under the radar uh, in St. Louis. Yeah, it's really true, isn't it? When I was doing some research, and you got to love the Google machine where you can just find out, about, you can just about find out about anything and anyone. Um, the the charitable aspect and the, the the amount of money that you guys give away to charities and to uh, those that you know are less fortunate, unable to pay, in in care is remarkable. Yeah, um, you know our mission statement. Uh, commits ourselves to serving all persons with special attention to those who are poor and vulnerable. So it's really in everything that we do. Um, we have hospitals all across, you know, our, our footprint and, um, we have very, very good charity care policies. Um, we never, we never turn anybody away for inability to pay. Um, we do give a lot of uncompensated care, to those that are poor and vulnerable, we do invest a lot in our communities. Um, that's it's really the greatest part about working for Ascension is the mission and the culture. Uh, my boss frequently will say, um, "We have a mission with a capital M," and that's true. Without shareholders, you know, we're in existence to provide care for poor and vulnerable. So it's a it's a really interesting place to work. And Steve, I I have been. Um talking about the PGA Tour in general and golf as being such a great way to raise money for all sorts of different occasions. And so this is a really good fit for you guys. Yeah, it really is. And in a lot of our markets, we have supported um, the PGA Tour, the PGA Tour champions, the Corn Ferry Tour um, as sponsors, etc., because all of um, – all the tournaments on those tours are typically 501c3s and all proceeds go to charity. So we've been involved in the past in a lot of markets. The, this time it gives us a chance to, to really be part of St. Louis in a, in a positive way. And because we don't have hospitals where we can work with foundations or look at how to provide care uh, for those poor and vulnerable, um, 
we really thought being a, a good civic partner and, and investing in, in North County um, was our way to, to fit in with our mission. Well, and Steve, the North County is, you know, I grew up in the North County and it has been a, a really battered area for a lot of different reasons and for quite a while. And so I think it's awesome that you chose the North County area. Let's talk about some of the charities that are going to benefit directly from this event. Sure. So the name charities are Mary Grove, um, which is a, a charity really close uh, to Ascension's mission. Uh, it's located in Florissant, does wonderful work with um, underprivileged, disadvantaged um, children and young adults. Uh, the Urban League of St. Louis and uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs with a, a really a goal of eventually adding more. Those are the named ones. Those are the uh, primary ones. Uh, you know, as we're going through selling um, sponsorships and building up this tournament, our goal is to to expand the charitable outreach beyond that. But that, that's where we've started with three organizations with deep ties and deep focus in North County. You know, Steve, it's hard to, uh, when, when this was officially announced and we had the press conference over at Norwood, it was pretty damn amazing who, who sat in that room. Obviously the charities were there and you guys had a great presence from you and Nick from, uh, uh, Ascension were there, but how about the TV, uh, all the network showed up, and how about some of the sports figures that showed up? Yeah, well, you know, St. Louis is a great sports town, so um, if you put this in, in West County, I think you would get uh, good coverage, and there would be excitement about it, but when you tie it with um, a, a charitable focus, particularly focused on North County, it really galvanizes the the business community, the all of the charitable organizations. It's been, you know, I've spent a lot of the last several months in front of uh, companies in St. Louis talking about how they can get involved, how they can partner. And I have yet to hear anything other than positives for the direction, the North County focus. Um, it's been, it's been wonderful. It's really been well received throughout. Yeah, that's that, that's for sure. Steve, one of the things that was really neat for me, I went out a couple times last year on the Champions Tour and saw some friends, and they said, hey, we're coming back to St. Louis. We're coming back to St. Louis. And I said, yeah, I had heard that. You know, I wasn't – I didn't I didn't want to get too excited or uh, say anything until it was announced. And with the success of the PGA Championship last year, uh, this is a great golf town, isn't it? Well, it really is, and you know that um, I had the opportunity, you know, to attend the the PGA at Belle Reve, and uh, you know the crowds were amazing. It was just such a um, such a spectacle, such an event. I was so happy to have attended. This is obviously on a different scale. It's the uh, Champions Tour over fifty, um, but it's a recurring event, and it um, the PGA Championship being a major on the big tour. That's and it was awesome, and I hope they have more of those at Bell Reeve. But for us, it's an annual event, hoping to continually focus on the charities we've already named, future charities, North County, and um, build a kind of a machine to keep uh, running through there. You know, as new players turn 50, you know, Phil turns 50 in June, um, Ernie just turned 50 or is about to, 
um, it's exciting to get the, the legends that we've watched for years. Um, the new classes come into St. Louis, and, and we'll get an annual chance to see some of the best golf in the world. Yeah, and it's really going to be interesting to see if um, if Phil shows up because he made a statement earlier this year about playing in that event in Dubai and caught a lot of flack on social media about uh, the the Dubai tournament because especially not only for this the civil rights and some of the other hu- human rights things, but it was opposite the waste management event. And Steve, he hasn't missed that event in his career, and he said it's probably you know he's probably not going to play that anymore, which was a got me kind of perked up because I thought it might come here. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I've always been a Phil fan. He's just a few years older than I am, so we've sort of aged together. Um, he he can put it together once in a while for a week, but, man, it's got to be tough to compete against those those young guys these days, the, the Hovlins, the Homas, all, all those guys that are coming out that just kill it. So I, I hope he comes out, and we really are doing everything we can to um, see if we can get him to come to St. Louis in October. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be blowing up his text line for sure and, and uh, talking talking it up as much as I can. So, Steve, let's talk a little bit about the tournament. Tell the folks about the process that you guys at Ascension went through, kind of almost like a courtship with the PGA Tour, for lack of better words. Yeah, well, you know, from the tour's perspective, um, because we had involvement in a lot of our markets, so we were sponsors in Binghamton, New York, and Birmingham, Alabama, and Wichita, Kansas, and Nashville, and Jacksonville, and Austin, and uh, you know a bunch more. We were always on their radar as how can we further this relationship, etc. And originally, they came to us. Um, there was a a sponsor that wanted out of a playoff event. And they're like, boy, you could come in here. You could get it discounted, whatever. And the timing wasn't right for us. We didn't have everything put together. And so, but we were continuing the conversation. Um, my boss, Nick Ragone, is sort of the visionary for this. Um, it was always, how do we make this impactful in St. Louis? How, you know, when you work for an organization like Ascension and there's so many physicians and so many nurses and healthcare professionals that are on the front lines providing care, including that care to the poor and vulnerable, when you're in kind of the, the corporate um, headquarters structure, you, you feel like you're removed from it. And so this is a way for us to, to be involved, to see the impact. Um, you know, we do have, we're a big employer in St. Louis, even though we don't have hospitals. So it, it all lined up. And you know the rest is history. We, we I think we got it signed in in July, and we've been really spent a lot of time getting on a sprint for next October. Okay, so that'll do it for the first half of this interview with Steve Spratt. But come back and we'll hear the rest of it. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN, and we'll have the back nine for you. The 100,000-watt blowtorch for St. Louis sports, driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the 30-day return. WXOS and WXOS HD1, East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. Everyone is looking for the extra edge, and Jay Delsing is digging deep to find it. It's the leading edge on Golf with Jay Delsing. I am with Clint Peters, who is the owner of Sniper Brand Golf here on the Leading Edge segment. Clint, thanks so much for 
joining me today. And I got to tell you, man, I love your logo. Hey, thanks, Jay. I appreciate uh, the chance to hop on the show. And, and uh, thanks. We get a lot of comments on the logo. Tell us a little bit about your product. We have uh, putters. We have golf balls. Um, actually, our own golf ball line. Um, we have golf gloves. We have uh, some hats. We've got some polo shirts coming. Uh, we've got some um, pretty cool, um, I guess you'd say, crosshair golf ball, kind of intertwined golf ball markers as well. Um, and um, that's pretty much it at this moment. We're adding more stuff all the time. That's fantastic. And I know you're going to be down at the PGA uh, Merchandise Show. So if anyone uh, gets a look at the um uh, sees that logo, they need to come up and say hello. That's right. Yeah. So, Clint, tell us a little bit about why you're doing what you're doing. I know you're a Midwestern guy. I know you haven't been in the golf business your whole life, but I do know you love golf. Yeah, I've played golf since um, basically as long as I can remember and got to the point where I was you know, kind of a scratch player. And um, I've been in sales and management and things for the last couple of decades and had an opportunity to, um, I guess, take over um, – sniper and and did that for a few different reasons one it's kind of cool as a golfer to you know have your own company be in, in control of uh product development and you know testing out products and different things but the second is um with sniper and it's kind of intertwined with the logo and the brand and everything um we donate a percentage of all of our sales to military and first responder charities and somebody um if it's an event or, or a large uh, account or, or something along those lines um and somebody would purchase from us we can actually direct our, our donations to whatever charity somebody would want and if it's just somebody who buys a simple ball marker or uh, you know dozen golf balls or something like that we've got some other charities that we support on a continuing basis so, Clint, that's really cool. What made you, what pushed you in that direction? What's the impetus of that, that donation component? Um, you know, it, it, getting involved in golf was one thing, but um, it, it's really cool if you can, I guess, contribute back in a way as well. And I thought, um, you know, the, the golf satisfies my passion for that, but if I could utilize that to make a difference in, in other things, um, you know, that would be good as well. So it, it just sort of was a, a good combination when I, when I was looking at the company um, and we, we have a little make your mark campaign um, where basically if somebody wants to buy just a simple golf ball marker to, you know, use on the greens or even just carry in your pocket. Um, you know, we, we support the military and, and first responder charities, like I mentioned, just from, you know, sales of a simple, you know, nine, $10 marker. Uh, Clint, where can our listeners uh, find this? Where can we see it? Where can we buy it? How can we get in touch with you? Yeah, my website is thesniperbrand.com, or you can find us on uh, Instagram at sniperbrandgolf. Facebook page is sniperbrandgolf, and Twitter is just sniperbrand. This is Clint Peters. He is the uh, founder of Sniper Brand Golf. Uh, check him out on the web and look at his cool web- his cool logo. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by St. Louis Bank. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I uh, got my buddy Pearly here, and we are going to the Back Nine. We got to talk a little bit about Whitmore Country Club and what a great partner they've been with us. 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. Um, if you join at Whitmore, you get access to the uh, Golf Club of Wentzville, the Lynx at Dardeen, Missouri Bluffs, and there are no card fees, all included in your membership. Um, there's no food or, or uh, beverage minimums. There's no assessments. 24-hour fitness center, uh, tennis courts, large pool complex. They've, they've just got everything. You need the kids club and the main clubhouse is near the fitness center, and it is 
just a great feature to be able to drop your kids off. They can hang out with other kids. They can play video games. They can play golf or tennis while you guys go enjoy dinner or a cocktail or something fun for you to do. Uh, the year-round social calendar, the holiday parties, picnics, date nights, live music. Um, it's just a family-friendly atmosphere. Bummer in the golf shop is just terrific. And uh, so anything that you need, you got to give Bummer a call. Um, you can go visit them at WhitmoreGolf.com. Let's go right to the conclusion of that interview with Steve Spratt and Ascension. The fact that we're playing at Norwood, it's the golf course where I grew up, Caddy, and you and I have played there together. And it, it's just a phenomenal facility, and it happens to be in the North County. It just checked all the boxes for me. It absolutely did. And um, I don't – you never know what would happen but if, if something didn't happen. If Norwood had said they weren't willing to host it, would there be an Ascension Charity Classic? Maybe. But it really was always about how can we as Ascension be a good corporate citizen, help you know our hometown, what, and – to tie uh, Ascension, North County, Norwood all together, it just it worked too perfectly um, to to really look at any other golf courses uh, from that regard. It, it's got a championship golf course. It's got the ability from an infrastructure standpoint to host this. Uh, it was willing. Um, I think it, they're going to, you know, to be fair, I'm a member of Norwood. And I think they're going to love it. I think it's going to be one of their uh, – stops of the year oh well i'm not even going to hide my partiality i am too and i think they're going to love the golf course and it's going to be one of their favorites so steve let's talk a little bit about the dates and um and the purse i know you've talked a little bit about the commitment the four-year commitment but i want to get into that a little bit at the end sure so uh the dates of the initial um essential charity classic will be October 2nd through the 4th, um, as is usual on a regular uh, PGA Tour champion's stop. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 54-hole stroke play event, full field event. Um, there will be activities for the entire week, so that you know that runs September 28th through October 4th, but um, the competition itself will be October 2nd through the 4th, at least in year one. Um, as I'm learning as we're going through this as being a title sponsor, there is some give in the schedule as the the regular tour, the PGA Tour, sets its schedule, and then it kind of cascades down and events try to make sure that they're not overlapping necessarily. Um, so we'll, I think we'll always likely be in the September-ish time frame, but um, at least for the first year we're, we're – locked and loaded for October 2nd to the 4th. Yeah, and that's a great time of year around here. I, I personally think October, September, and October are best months, um, and the golf course will just should be in fantastic shape. Mike Null does a great job. Steve, what's the purse going to be? I, I, um, it's, it's a nice purse um, on Champions Tour uh, standards. Yeah, it's a $2 million purse, which um, I, I think I looked, and the the average purse on the Champions Tour is a little under two million dollars, so we're we're in that general area, a little above average for a for a purse. Uh, a really good, really strong for a first year event for sure. That's right. And so you guys have committed to four years, but it's so interesting when you and Nick 
we're kind of releasing this information, talking about this information, talking to the um, the charities that are going to be involved. You guys both talked about doing this as a almost, you know, I mean, Nick said something like um, in perpetuity, but he just talked about an every year event. This wasn't something that you guys were hoping or, or that you were planning on being in for four years and then, then, then it goes away. That's right. That's 100% right. We, our vision is to, to keep this as an annual tour stop, you know, beyond uh, my career and Nick's career and have you know, this always be a staple on the St. Louis sports scene. You know, if you don't want to contractually do that for the tour, we'd like them to, to work hard to continue to keep us as a title sponsor and to help, help us get Phil come, et cetera. But um, the, the four-year contract is one hopefully in of the line of many other contracts to follow. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds great. Um, so there's going to be so many activities. I think folks really need to stay tuned. I'm going to be talking about it on my show um, and, and have things on the website. We're going to need volunteers. There's going to be interesting pro-ams. But one of the things I don't think that people that haven't seen the Champions Tour yet, Steve, appreciate, is how relaxed the players are compared to the PGA Tour. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I've had the opportunity, as we've been going through this process, to witness a few Champions Tour events. And the players, whether it's because they've they've gained perspective um, on the back end of their careers or because they're from a different era or because they get it, I don't know why, but they are They're so friendly. They're so engaging. They're, they're all about making it a good experience for the fans. Uh, I don't think they take themselves too seriously for the most part. The, I mean, a, a, a perfect example is every group has two honorary observers, um, which go to sponsors, etc., and they take their pictures with them before they play. They um, get those developed. They get signed picture at the end of the day. And this is during the competition, right? Um, we've all done pro-ams where, you know, they're doing it as a, a corporate responsibility, but this is during the competition that they're engaging with the fans. Now, when they're ready to play, they're ready to play, but they get it. You know, they're, they're lucky to have sort of their, their second stage in their golf career. And they just couldn't be more uh, fan friendly from that regard. And it's going to be interesting, Steve, to see them kind of shift gears uh, at the, like you said, the latter part of their career, because uh, they're going to see some outstanding golf there too. Well, that's right. I mean, you know this better than anybody. Uh, the hardest tour to get on in the world is the PGA Tour Champions. They, um, <laughs> I can't do it, man. <laughs> well, right. I mean, it's about being famous. So, uh, you know, winning a lot and winning majors gets you on there. And every event has roughly half the players of a regular tour event. So not only do you kind of reserve some spots for legends um, that – you know, or even past their their prime playing days as a as a Champions Tour player, but you, you cut the field in half. So um, I know you know one of as you're a player ambassador for us. So Jay Williams and he just got back from Q School. There's five spots, right? There was two stages at Q School for five spots. That's that's miserable. <laughs> Steve, I don't know if I'd have ever entered an, an event knowing that I had to finish. If I didn't finish in the top five, it was considered a failure. 
that's amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. No, the game's hard enough. But um, so, Steve, how can um, so let's tell folks. So we've got we're reaching golf hands all over the place, but we're going to have folks that want to volunteer. We're going to even have folks that are going to say, "Man, I want to play in a pro am." I want to do, you know, all sorts of different things that week to get involved, to try to support the tournament, to meet some of the players. What do they need to do to to get involved? Yeah, if they go uh, online to the ascensioncharityclassic.com, they can fill out um, a form that will and say what they're interested in, whether it's volunteering, uh, sponsorships, tickets, um, whatever their particular question will be. And our team, you know, we've got a dedicated team here in St. Louis. Barney Hinkle, who lived here for a long time, worked for AB. He's our tournament director. Uh, Tim Heitman, who is a born and raised St. Louisan, is our assistant tournament director. We've just brought in uh, a smaller team of some salespeople, and they'll be very responsive. Um, Everything, you know, being my first time through it, we're learning as we go. I think the opportunity to volunteer will materialize in the in the March time frame, where um, there'll be a, a volunteer form to fill out on that website. You know, saying here's where I'd like to volunteer. Here's the the opportunities uh, available, and um, you know we're looking forward to it. Whether you be marshaling a hole or um, work in the driving range or whatever the volunteer opportunity. Uh, it takes a lot of support to make a tournament like this happen. And, you know, I think Bell Reeve, don't quote me, had 5,500 volunteers. I think we need around 1,000. But what a good way to, to volunteer, to see some good golf, and, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of benefits go with it. Yeah, in such a much more relaxed environment, man. If you screw something up, or make a mistake at the PGA, you're going to have about five people in line ready to kind of chew at you. But the Champions Tour, the more than likely, just laugh it off and uh, and keep going. Yeah, well, I'm interested to see that. I was a, a walking scorer for the PGA and had the little headset, and you were nervous not to make any mistakes. And one day I was on there, and I heard a, a walking scorer say, um, hey, my player just hit it over the – the fence on number nine is that out of bounds and the guy in the truck said i don't know ma'am but i'm in the truck and you're out there so you're gonna have to figure it out the whole world is watching this collectively hear everybody sigh that there was a lot of pressure this will be uh definitely more low-key than that but still you know a big deal well hey steve thanks so much for jumping on the show we are going to have uh monthly updates we're going to have barney on the on the show, you know, giving us some some uh, uh, updates on, you know, who's coming in in terms of corporate sponsors around town and, and things like that. And um, we just want to keep the area, the uh, all the golf folks aware of what's going on. And um, and shoot, we got to have you back on for for updates from your perspective as well. Yeah, I'd be happy to come on anytime. And you mix up the the people you have on. I'm sure. Uh, Barney has a really interesting perspective. I'm sure Nick would like to come on, and uh, we can spotlight some of the charities, some of the sponsors. Uh, I'm happy to to be part of your show, and glad you're supporting our tournament. Okay, so that's the conclusion of the Steve Spratt interview. Man, I've said this on the show time and time again. I am so excited on so many levels, but personally, 
to have a champions event come in at least for the next four years to St. Louis, directly benefiting the North County area where I grew up and being played at Norwood Hills, which is where I began caddying, is just like a dream come true. That's going to wrap up the back nine. Uh, Come back. More golf with Jay Delsing. We've got the 19th hole coming. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out of Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Our town is one of the best sports cities in the country. There's also a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. September 28th through October 4th at Norwood Hills. It's the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic. PGA Tour champion legends like Ernie Els, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Steve Stricker, and many more will be in St. Louis. All proceeds will benefit St. Louis area youth and charities in North St. Louis County. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. Are the words community, trust, and civic pride important to you? How important to you are those words when choosing who you'd like to do business with? If you're like me, then they're very important. Enter St. Louis Bank. These key words are part of the cornerstone on which St. Louis Bank was founded. This bank is locally owned, and these guys live in our community. Did you know there's a new group of leaders at St. Louis Bank? This new group has doubled down on their commitment to St. Louis, being more involved and getting to know any like-minded person that shares these same values. St. Louis Bank wants to build something big together. When it comes to trust and honesty, don't take my word for it. You'll have to see for yourself. Look for the new locations in Edwardsville opening March 2020 and one at Highway 40 in Hanley coming April of 2020. You can call them at 314-851-6200, reach them at stlouisbank.com, or stop by their current location on South Outer 40 in town and country. And remember, St. Louis Bank wants to move your business forward together. Quick note, we just got a call from our friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%. 
And if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost. Let me tell you about a strength training program that helped me, and it can improve your golf game and overall fitness as well. And all it takes is 20 minutes once a week. 20 minutes to fitness targets the muscle groups used in golf. Because you work with a trainer on physical therapy equipment, it also reduces the chance of exercise-related injuries to almost zero. But don't take my word for it. Try it yourself. Your first session is absolutely free. 20 Minutes to Fitness is in Clayton and Chesterfield. To learn more, visit 20MinutesToFitness.com. 20 Minutes to Fitness. It works for me. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearly, we're going to the 19th hole. About time. Pearly, we got to talk about a fine drive with Jay. The Dean Team uh, partnership has been great. Um, the Dean Team Automotive Group. Dean Team's, a, first of all, a great family. Um, I bought a car from Joe there last year. Uh, it's just been terrific. Um, they couldn't have done any better. Brett and um, Colin were just personable. They they did everything right. A lot of dealerships, Pearl, will tell you that they've you know got every sort of car you want these guys to. They've got over 1,000 used vehicles. They've got Hyundais and Volkswagens. They've got Volvos. Their auto sport thing, which we'll talk about in just a little bit, their dealership is fantastic. They also have a customized golf division, golf cart division, where they can go and make um, – uh, these these golf carts for you. So um, you've you've got to check out for all your autom- automotive buying needs. You've got to check out the Dean Team Automotive Group. They're all of their dealerships are on uh, Manchester Road. Um, the new Volvo store is open in Kirkwood. It's really cool. But the Auto Sports is spectacular. About ten million dollars worth of cars there, and it's well. You and I are not the most savvy uh, car guys, but man alive, they've got every single car you could ever imagine between Rolls Royces and Porsches and um, Bugattis and Maseratis and Ferraris. They've got them all. They've got a a, a Porsche 918 Spider for $1.5 million. Um, anything you want, any car you could possibly think of, the Dean team will. If they don't have it, which they probably do, they'll go get it. So visit them at uh, DeanTeamAutomotive.com uh, and um, shoot, tell them you heard it from Golf with Jay Delsing. We got an episode of Whack and Chase we're going to go to. Let's go right to that uh, Whack and Chase episode. Jay John Whack and Chase continues again today. A familiar voice this week, Drew, is on the line. Hey, Drew, how's it going? Oh, doing well, doing well, fellas. Drew, thanks for calling in, man. Um, tell everybody what my Instagram handle is. It's actually Jay Delsing Golf. So uh, now people can at you. They can at me. Perfect. So yeah, it's, so, yeah, yeah. So Drew handles in. Drew handles the Golf with Jay Delsing uh, social media marketing at, at, at all. 
uh, in general and is good enough to call in. I guess he's been inspired uh, to play more golf, get a little bit involved, try to improve his game with working with Jay. So, Drew, it's fantastic you're calling in for Whack and Chase. We know you understand a little bit about Whack and Chase. So uh, throw the question out there. What are you looking for Jay to help you with? And then you and I will talk for a little while while Jay gets his calculations and his ciphering and his figuring down. So I, I think I think this one will be a, a good one for you guys because it's not exactly uh, based on technique or technical skill. It's, it's really more about the mental part of the game. Uh, whenever I'm making my approach and I get up on the tee, uh, nerves. They hit me. Um, I guess I get a major case of the yips when I'm up there. How uh, how would you guys approach kind of, uh, you know, calming yourself down and, and, and loosening up a little bit before you take that first swing? Well, a little liquid uh, courage uh, lubrication. Jack Daniels <laughs> was the first thing that came to mind. always an option. Oh, man. That, just... that cart doesn't usually come around until the third hole. So. Well, that's where you've got to have a little strategery, as they say, in your game. And somewhere around a little with ba- with your bacon and eggs in the morning. Yep, that's what I tell my if, group, right, Pearl? <laughs> if you guys need a beer, order it with your eggs. Exactly right. Exactly. You want to get started early. You want it to sink in a little bit. You want to get the whole mode Joe rhythm walk down and ready to go so that's perfect though that's a great so much of the whole thing is about the emotional aspect of it so that's a perfect uh, question drew so tell us a little bit about you know what what's your hand <clears throat> excuse me what's your handicap what are you shooting <laughs> no so, so. oh man if, man if drew you the uh, question choked no, early up right there <laughs> Jeez, what the hell <laughs> My my handicap is that I play uh, one game of golf maybe per year. Okay, perfect, um, perfect. Yeah. So, so back to the nerves a little bit. So when do they start? So let's say you're going to play at noon. When do the nerves start? Well, so, um, you know, it, it's really whenever I get up there. I mean, I'm typically not golfing alone. So um, I'm never sure if it's that, you know, I've got all the guys there looking at me and it's kind of, you know, you, you want to impress people. You know, you can hit it off the tee and at least, you know, not hit a worm burner. Um, hey, Drew, but if you yeah, get it off the tee, I, that's I, not going to impress anybody. So I, I would yeah, get that. I, know, I, know. I think part of this <laughs> is to get the expectations in check way ahead of time. So, right. so, but you're saying you're not worrying about it the night before. You're not worrying about it during lunch and breakfast, which is what throws you off about proper preparation and the, and the liquid courage. So get get that maybe figured into your system a little bit sooner. So it's when you're actually stepping up there and uh, and whacking it. How much time? What's your pre-shot routine when you're up there? Do you just put the peg in the ground and swing away, or do you stand behind the ball? How does it go with your, with your pre-shot? I'd, I'd say I give myself a good, you know, three practice swings. Um, those all go great. You know, the ball flies straight whenever I'm looking at those. Um, and then I step up to the tee, and it's almost like I've never swung a golf club in my life. Okay. Um, you okay. Know, well, that's kind of – yeah. So, so what's the worst <laughs> shot you ever hit on that first shot when you're nervous? What is the absolute worst, and what was the reaction from the uh, the crowd, the folks that were around you watching it? Well, my worst is whenever they don't even see where the ball goes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's so, that's that would be pretty bad. Then you have to hit it again, so the pressure's right back on you if uh, if you go yeah, uh, right, right, if you right. go with it from there. The not any better. No. Um, okay. Okay. So, do the nerves leave then right after the first tee? Then, then you're done and you're in the in the flow, or are you nervous for a while? You know, it's essentially it's like it's like an every tee thing. And again, I think it's 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 the crowd. So, um, you know, maybe getting uh, some advice from a few guys who have played in front of a gallery before might uh, might help help me uh, figure out how to reduce my nerves. I mean, 
Well, absolutely. How was it the first time you were playing in front of a, a large group of people? Well, I'm going to ask Jay that question after he helps yeah. you a little bit. Actually, why don't we start with that question? Jay, what was the yeah. – well, I transition and hand this off to you because I can tell you're ready, Jay. Why don't you share with us the most nervous you've ever been in your life on the golf course? Oh, <laughs> oh that's I, I appreciate you uh, making that distinction. Um, I, I The first tee shot I ever hit on the PGA Tour has to be as nervous as i Where, where I've was been. it? Okay, so I'm on the 10th tee at Cypress Point. That would be make me nervous right there. Right. Okay, so, uh, you know, I'm a rookie. I'm the last group on the whole thing to go off. So it's, you know, the entire field is not leaving. Right. Well, it's the first day. (laughs) Well, you're not leaving. uh, Nobody's leaving after the first day. Anyway, so um, I'm standing there, and you know how stuff would back up at Pebble Beach. This is the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro. It was actually called the Crosby Clambake after Bing Crosby at the time. And who comes up? Who is in the first group, the lead group, off the first hole that comes up on the 10? Waiting for you to hit. Waiting for me to hit is Dan Marino. And Julius Irving, nice. Dr. J. Nice. Yeah, but I saw Dr. J try to hit one on the range earlier that day, and he, can't hit he couldn't it. hit it out of his room. Right. So, and um, man, I couldn't believe how much bigger Dan Marino was. Anyway, so I'm standing there, and I'm thinking, the tenth hole at Cypress is the easiest part starting hole ever. It's a fifty. Yard fairway. So? And it's a par five. <laughs> right. I'm getting to that. It's down. It's elevated tee shot. So? It's really good. You know, and um, it's a par five. You know, if I, I hit a good drive, it's so a it's driver. Easy. So what are there to be nervous about? It was a nightmare for me. So I'm standing there, and I don't know what happened, but um, now it's our turn to, to go, right? And we're playing with an amateur, and all of a sudden, my mind just goes into this, like, warp speed. And the next thing you know, I'm teeing the ball up, and then I'm swinging. And I, I hit it so far off the damn heel of the club that if it wasn't an elevated tee, I don't know. You get a grounder. It might have, I might have grounded it. It went out there about 200 yards. It was in the ooh, fairway. Went, ooh, nice ooh. Shot. You know, it was like a low riser. It was a, it was, I completely whiffed it. But, Drew, I think, I think the biggest thing, there's just in my opinion, I don't think there's any way to get over this unless you play more golf. Playing once a year, bud, is just a recipe for God knows what, consistent-wise. There's, there's no doubt that's true, Jay, but give him a, a little bit of advice on kind of his pre, pre-shot. Yes. You don't want three practice swings. No, let's, you don't. let's speed this thing up a little bit. Let's get up on the tee, get the one practice swing in, get behind the ball, walk up and whack it. Yeah, speed it up is not the way I want you to think about it, though. So I want that's you to just... That's why Jay answers the questions, because that was a bad idea. For a <laughs> yeah, while. speeding up, Drew, is not what you want to do. But what John's saying is speed up. Well, let's, John's let's, trying to let's say. Short, let's shorten up your, your pre-shot stuff. So don't take three practice swings. Hell, you're exhausted by the time you get to the 12th. The twelfth tee. Think about it. You've got three practice swings on every tee, and then you hit a damn ball. That's like forty-eight swings, and your body's probably shot. So just make one practice swing. But what you want to do Let's is wait a second, Drew. What's three times twelve? Is that forty-eight? Three times twelve and three practice swings, and then he hit one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were talking about yeah, how many How am I doing, Drew? Is this golf with John Perlis? Yeah, he's in my mulligan. Yeah, yeah, and the mulligan. So I mean, it could be fifty yeah. or sixty shots by that swing. Do you understand where I got the forty-eight? Yeah, I do now. Okay, I do thanks. Now. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to tell that. Oh man, that's brutal. Anyway, I don't know what I was talking about, Drew, but I'm sure it was breathtaking and really important to you. But but what what I want you to do is just take one practice swing, and then what I really want you to try and do is focus on hitting the ball solidly at a target. I'm not saying it's gonna go there. 
but that's the only chance you have. If you get your brain involved that way, it'll take, it'll help um, take your mind off the fact that you're nervous or that you're thinking about these other people. You need that your your brain is real accommodating. If you give it a task and go, I need to hit this ball at this bunker, you know, that's out there in the fairway that I can't reach. It'll it'll grab onto that eventually, especially if you do it a few times. That's that is. For sure, the way right, we have we have control of having a positive thought. So yep. that's the only positive thing that happens all day. Yeah, I'd grab a hold of it and have a positive thought. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what about like you know whenever, whenever I'm practicing and I'm getting ready out there? Um, are you the type of person that kind of ends on your best swing or? Um, you that's, know, like, that's a great one, Drew. You try, try to get one that goes straight before I, I, I get out there? I, I do like, especially with my driver, I do like uh, ending, uh, trying to end. I would pull the driver out of his hand in the range if he hit a good one. Because if he didn't end on a good one and he starts wearing himself out, then we'd be in trouble. So well, because then going, I, I have Pearly go get me another bucket of balls, and i got to hit like 50 <laughs> balls in, in about two and a half minutes because my tee time is coming up. So but, we try to hit a real straight, pure 45-yard wedge. Yeah, and, uh, that yeah most happens. of the time I got those straight. Um but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really good to have it in your mind, to have that positive, that last uh, image be something, um, you know, real positive. And what John said about the real straight 45-yard wedge is true. I always ended with my wedges. Those were my favorite things to hit anyway, and so it always was a real positive. i got to ask one more question, which I should have asked before. What's the self? What's the self talk after you hit one just sideways off the first tee and nobody knows where the ball is going? What, what's the self talk at that point, Drew? Uh, you know, then I'm going kind of through my head on, you know, maybe my feet were wrong. Uh, but you know, since I'm so you're I'm not, not calling yourself, you're not, beating no yourself you're not beating yourself up. Yeah, I have no idea why the hell it went right. <laughs> but, you but, but you're trying to, but Drew, you're trying to analyze. You're not beating yourself up. Oh no, no, I know I suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I, I think. I think. Well. But I think maybe he should try beating himself up a little bit. I, I wouldn't go into analyzing. That's the last thing I would do is try to analyze. I'd go beat, beat myself up a You'd bit. rather have him beat himself Anything up different. Analyze? I want him to do something different for uh, different results. I don't. I want him to play more golf. Well, okay. We, we both yeah, agree to yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. what it is. Is uh, If I played more and hit more straight, I'd probably be a little bit more confident whenever I make that approach. Absolutely. And also, you said you don't play by yourself. I would go and try to play golf by yourself once in a while. It's fun. And then you could see more things that you could maybe uh, do and how it's different. And then see if you lose them when you're playing by yourself or just lose them when you're playing with other people. You might get to the bottom of another piece of this whole thing. I'm going to lose a lot of balls if I play by myself. You know where I, li- you know where I live, Drew. We got lots of balls. It's, uh, that, that, that's that's, uh, that's perfect. Well, you know um, you know how we end Whack and, and Chase, Drew? You know, if this advice helps you, you know, tell everybody, you know, put it out on my Instagram. Put it out. Pearly, do you have an Instagram page? Yep. Put it out on Pearly's Instagram page because we're going to be overnight sensations if we can help you with this. And if you continue to suck and hit balls over people's heads and they can't figure out where it goes, just tell them you didn't get it from Whack and Chase. We never met. All right. <laughs> True. Thanks, thanks so much Drew. for have calling. A, in, have man. a great day. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Later. Well, there goes another whack and chase in the books. We're getting better and better at that. There's so much gold to be mined in the whack and chase world. Uh, it's it's fun. I'm glad we're doing it. I'm glad that we're slowly getting into uh, caddy tales. Kind of the same thing. It's just fun to hear stories, and that's what we're trying to generate. Yeah, absolutely. The questions are fun. The people uh, you can hear their frustration with some of the things. So um, that's going to wrap up another show. Um, and it went fast. Pearl, thanks for being with me today. Meet, thanks for running the board and keeping us together here. Um, 
We will see you next week. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.